Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Northwest Church. My name is Pastor Peter. My wife and I, Crystal, myself, we have the privilege of being able to lead this church, and it's so good to see you all. And this is probably, if this is your first time, a very special welcome to you. Are you excited about Christmas? Yes, I am as well. I am indeed as well. I'm actually going to have to get a few volunteers this morning to try and help me out. I think, Jeff, I think you should come as well, if you can come up as a volunteer. Can you bring one of your daughters with you as well? That would be awesome. <clears throat> bring one of your daughters with you. Who else? Who else? Who has a child about 10 or above years old? Who has a child about 10 or above years old? Micah McCubbin, where are you? Micah, are you here? Are you here? Come on, I need some more volunteers. I need some more volunteers. I need, don't come on the way, all the way up to stage. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I have to come up all the way to stage as well. Who, who's, who's a father with a child about 10 or years old or something like that? We're gonna do something fun. There's no volunteers. Okay, come on, come on up then. Yep, that's what we need, special volunteers, absolutely. Well, if you're excited about Christmas tomorrow, you'll be excited that you're actually gonna get some gifts, right? That's one of the coolest things about Christmas is that when you have a gift, it actually comes wrapped. And when it's wrapped, it's either wrapped because it's trying to be hidden and it's trying to be a mis mysterious so that you don't know exactly what it is that you're going to get, or it's wrapped because it's trying to protect whatever is fragile inside of that wrapping. But did you know this, that Jesus was wrapped three different times in Scripture? It literally says he was wrapped in something. Now, he wasn't wrapped in Christmas paper, but he was wrapped three different ways at Christmas time. And so we're going to look at these three different ways. And the first way that we're going to see that we were wrapped, if, you, if you'd like to take a, a seat there, Jeff, that'd be perfect. We'll see that Jesus was wrapped in, what does that word say? Swaddling. swaddling. Does anyone know what swaddling means? Yes, it basically means to be wrapped up like a burrito. So I'm going to wonder if you could possibly wrap your father like a big baby, right? Could you do that? And we have a big baby's hat here, and we have a lovely pacifier to stop him from crying, okay? And so if you could do that, that's great. Yep, so unfold that. That's fantastic if you can wrap him up. Where's my other volunteers? Are they coming up to the stage? We had a volunteer. Oh, you sat down again? Come on up. That's right. Come on all the way up. Just right through those doors, those doors over there. So we're going to read this in Scripture. We're going to talk, now, he, now, he might be looking like a homeless man right now, but that's okay. We can give him some money, but this is really him being a baby. And it says in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 to 12, it says, But the angel said to them, who was them? Them is actually the shepherds that were being told by the angels, Hey, there's a baby being born in Bethlehem, and he is a king. Look, yep, so he looks a little bit, it looks, I mean, I mean, a cross between a homeless man and a baby for sure, Right? And it says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. That means he's the king who's going to save us. This will be a sign to you. He will find a baby, what? wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You did a great job. And the great, if you could also pat him on the back, just pat him on the back. Maybe he can burp up as well. If he throws up, don't worry about it. We'll just use the rest of there, but fantastic. Now, let me ask you this question. Why was Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes? Does anyone know? Because he'd be cold, right? 
You, you wrap up babies to feel like a burrito so they can feel safe, right? It's the only time in your life you want to be completely immobilized like this, right? But you, you, get, you get wrapped up in immobilization like a burrito, and you get wrapped up that way because you'd be cold. Now, this is kind of weird, because if Jesus was God, if this was God come to us, the God the Son come to us, and he came in human form, how could God be cold? That doesn't make sense. I'll tell you why he was cold. Because he became human like us, which means that he experienced everything that we were to experience. He was to take on all our suffering. He was to actually be wrapped up like a baby because he was going to be cold. He was going to experience what it was to be hot. He was going to be experiencing what it felt like to, be, to, 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 to have indigestion after he ate too much burritos himself later on in life. Right? He's going, he going to experience all the other types of injuries. Maybe he tripped over and, and, and cut his knee and you think, no, this is God. Yes, this was God who became like one of us. This is one of the greatest miracles. Think about it. This was the first greatest miracle that Jesus performed, that he became like one of us. Yes, he went to the cross, but to actually become like one of us makes this an absolute miracle. And so here we have the Son of God, a baby in a manger. Now, why was he in a manger? Because when they, they tried to find a hotel when they were traveling and they couldn't find a place to stay, so they could only go into an, an animal farm area where the animals were penned in and there was this little trough that's called a manger. And that's why Jesus was born in a manger. But the second time that Jesus was actually wrapped was when he was older. Now, if you can come and be Jesus right here, that would be absolutely wonderful. Now, here's the second time, was when Jesus was wrapped in a towel. All right, who would like to be Jesus right now? Which one of you? Who wants to be Jesus? You want to be Jesus? Perfect. I'm going to give you this bucket right here. Now, if you could take off one of your shoes, that would be absolutely wonderful. Now, does anyone know, you're going to be shocked right now, this might be child abuse just in a second, but if you'd like to just, just kneel down, that's right, take one of these towels, wrap it, around your, wrap it around your waist, that's right. So this is Jesus, and what has happened was, before he goes to the cross, he goes to the upper room with his friends, with his buddies, with his disciples, and he's about to have dinner with them, right? That's where we get the bread and the wine, that's where we get the sacraments, you know, when you, you take a little uh, sip of wine or juice, whatever it is, and then you take a little wafer that pretends to be the bread, and we go, we remember your life and your death. Do you remember that, right? That's what happened in the upper room. But in the middle of that, it turns out that he actually decided to wash their feet. Now, would you like to take that water and just pull it into the, put it, pour it into the bucket there? Now, pull your dad's sock off. Now, uh, don't throw up, okay? <laughs> this, uh, it's okay. Frodo Baggins' feet, that's all I can say right? Might be fraud. There we go. Perfect. That's right. Now, honestly, you don't have to touch his feet. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I won't force you to do that. I don't want DCF called on me, okay? And so, and so uh, Mr. Micah's going to put his foot in the bucket there. There we go. Woo! Does that feel good? No? Makes you want to go to the toilet? Don't worry about it. Okay. In John chapter 13, verse 3 to 5, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. What does that mean? That means that Jesus was no longer just human and weak. He was now powerful. God said, I'm going to give you all the power in heaven and on earth, and you can do whatever you want with it because I now trust you that you've obeyed me. But it says, now that he knew that the Father had put all things under his power and he had come from God and was returning to God, so he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and then it goes on and says, what does it say? 
He was wrapped, a towel, around his waist, and after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that had, was wrapped around him. Now, think about it. Why did they have to get their feet uh, washed? Now, have you ever gone to someone's house and they said, oh, let me wash your feet before you come in the house? Anyone ever had that before? Now, it's kind of a weird thing. It doesn't really happen in our culture, right? But in those days... They didn't have lovely roads like us. They didn't have nice paved pathways. They had mud and muck out in the streets. In those days, they didn't have nice shoes and fancy covered shoes. They had either flip-flops, sandals, or they had no shoes whatsoever. And what makes it worse is that they had animals that they either rode on or they took the animals into market. So you've got, you've got sheep poo and you've got cow poo and you've got donkey poo and you've got poo all over the place. And in those days, they didn't have indoor plumbing. So whenever they did the toilet, inside, they would take that bucket and throw it out the window. Guess where that went? On the streets. Merry Christmas to you all. Lovely picture, right? But imagine as they were walking to that dinner that night, there was no one there. Now, traditionally, there's often a person that's actually going to wash their feet, but no one was there to wash their feet. So now their feet were all stinky. And now Jesus decide, decided, instead of using my power to show my glory and how powerful I am, I'm going to serve my disciples. Okay, so just pretend you're washing his feet. You don't have to touch him if you don't really want to. Oh, you are. You are brave. That's wonderful. That is excellent. A little tickly as well. Is it tickly? It's cold. Oh, that's perfect. That's okay. All right, now take his foot out. Take his foot out. Now, if one of you wants to start drying off with a towel, that's perfect. There you go. Get some towel there and wipe up the towel. Now it's, look, now you feel so good, don't you? He feels refreshed and still wants to go to the toilet. So, because, never mind. Okay, um, ask your parents what that means. Never mind. Um, so anyway, so he washed his feet. So now he's washing his feet. But why should Jesus be the one to wash his feet? Simply because of this. Because Jesus came as a servant king. Even though he was a king, born a king, he came to serve, not to be served, is what the scripture says. He came as a servant king. And in order that we might be able to follow in his footsteps, he had to do it first himself. But there was a third way that Jesus was wrapped. And that third way that Jesus was wrapped was when he was wrapped in grave clothes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you... Yes, if you'd like to take a seat. Here we go. Perfect. No, not you. You're, you're the one who's living. You're, you're still alive. That's a good thing. He's come to save you. Right, okay, so what you're going to do is take some of these bandages. Can you take some of these bandages? Here we go. Okay, now what you're going to do is you're going to wrap them in bandages. You take as many bandages as you want, and you're going to take them like that, like that. You pull them apart, and you're going to start wrapping, wrapping him all the way around like this. Can you do that? Can you do that? Start wrapping him all the way around. There we go. So he is now dead, right? There you go. Keep going. Whoa, let's swing it off. Whatever. So here he is, he's now died on the cross, he is now actually on the cross, and there's a man called Joseph of Arimathea who said, I believe this was Messiah, and I'm going to take him down off the cross. And here's what we read in Mark chapter 15, verse 46, it says, so Joseph brought some linen cloth, took down the body, and what does it say? wrapped it in linen and placed it in a tomb cut out of the rock. Then he rolled a stone away against the entrance of the tomb. Now, why did they do that? They always seem to wrap bodies in linen cloth. 
they wrap them. I mean, you think, well, why do that? Just take the body and just throw it in. The, well, not like that, but glide it into the tomb and put it into the tomb. No, what happened is oftentimes you had the body at home, right? So you have it there for a while because you're either preparing it for burial or you're looking after it or people have to be called to come in and do a memorial and all these different things. He looks like he's, a, he's being held hostage by a terrorist right now, but... It's still good, it's very good. But what they do is as they wrapped him in these cloths, they used to use a spice called myrrh. Have you heard that word before, myrrh? They used to use this, why? Because it would be a preservative to the body and specifically it would also help to get rid of the stench of death. You see, when a person dies, all their juices start coming out, right? And it starts soaking through and leaking out. Merry Christmas, by the way. And it starts coming out and like, oh, right? It's, you think the feet was bad? You should have smelled the body. Now, why did they have to do this? Because they were covering over the stench of death. Why was this important? It was very important because Jesus came to take our death upon us. That even though the, disciple, the, 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 the wise men came to give them three gifts, do you remember the three gifts? It was gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And you would always give gold to a king, a child who was born a king. That was the gift that you gave. You would always give frankincense to a priest who would be the one who would be preparing other people for being able to be clean before God. And you always gave myrrh to the person who was actually dead because that was the way of covering over that stench of death. You see, when Jesus died, he took our sin upon ourselves so that we might be cleaned and prepared to go to the Father. That's why Jesus said, you must come to me like a little child. You must be someone who is cleaned before me and you must come to me like a little child just as Jesus came as a little child himself. You see, there are something very important about this, that Jesus took upon us himself our sins so that we might be presented before God, clean, pure, and holy. Now watch this. There is only two times and two things that Jesus could have done himself. Only he could have done it. The first one is this. Only Jesus could have chosen. They are committed to this job over there. That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, so stay there. It's okay. And if you do die, you'll be ready. Um, <clears throat> when Jesus was born, he was the only one who could choose to be born. You didn't choose to be born even though your parents had too much eggnog one night and you thought you were conceived. No, no. It says that God knew you before you were born. It says that God already had you conceived in his mind and in his plan. So only Jesus chose to become born. The only other time that Jesus chose something was when he chose to die. Now you could say, well, Peter, I could choose to die. No, you can choose to hurry up your death, but you can't choose death. It's coming to you one way or another. You see, we were born into sin and only Jesus could have chosen to be born. Only Jesus could have been chosen to actually die. There's only one thing that we can do that's like Jesus and that is to choose to serve. You see, there's often times when we're put in the position where we don't really want to serve other people, especially when it's something that's ugly or disgusting. You see, Jesus was wrapped in humanity, he was wrapped in humility, and he was wrapped in iniquity, but only we can be wrapped in humility like Jesus. Even when it's times when we're like, I don't want to do that, why do I have to be the one that does this? 
Why do I have to serve? Why do I have to get the, be the one that's on my knees and have to wash someone else's disgusting feet? Why do I actually have to get up from the table and stop all my feasting? Why do I have to humble myself? Because it's the way of Jesus. We can't be like him choosing birth. We can't be like him choosing death. But we can be like him choosing humility and putting ourselves down, putting ourselves in a humble position. So I want to suggest something for you this Christmas. As you are opening up your great Christmas presents tomorrow morning and you're unwrapping all those gifts and there's a mess on the floor, consider this. Maybe you should help out. Maybe you should decide, I'm going to be the one to try and help clean up. I'm going to be the one to try and make sure that everyone else is served. Maybe when the dinner is finished and you're thinking, it'd be great if mom and dad could just keep doing all the work and they keep looking after everything and making my Christmas awesome. Maybe you should consider this. Maybe I should clean up the table. <gasps> and all the parents said, amen. Maybe I should let my parents have a lovely long nap after dinner and not disturb them. And all the parents said, amen, right? <laughs> Any other ones you want me to start? Okay, <clears throat> taking suggestions right now. <clears throat> the point is this. Every one of us has to humble ourselves if we're truly going to be like Christ. It's good to receive gifts. It's good to have this joy. But it's even greater to lay ourselves down before the Father and decide to serve one another, even though you have all the power in the world to say no. Let's stand this morning as we finish our service. The ransom note will be delivered very soon after this service for this unfortunate man right here. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we wanna thank you that you sent your son who was wrapped in, in, in humanity, wrapped in flesh, who was actually wrapped in grave clothes for our sins, but he actually chose to also be wrapped in humility. And we're praying, Father, this Christmas time that you will help us to receive the position of humility, to be grateful for what you're giving us, to be grateful for what other people are giving us, but more than that, to serve one another so that we can truly know the meaning of Christmas that Jesus laid his life down for us in humility so that we might have a relationship with you, Father. And so I pray that you'd fill each one of us with your spirit from the bottom of our feet to the top of our head. And we ask this in your precious son's name. And all God's people said, amen. Let's give them a round of applause for how awesome they were. Thanks, guys.